we like pressed live and all of a sudden it just started populating all the people on the website. <laughs> couldn't it just jaw drop, couldn't believe what was going on. At Founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on our way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're doing things a little differently. We're working with our own students in our community who are deep within the process of building our own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who've stood where you are and are on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you'll have the results like some of our stories are about to share in this show. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. And with that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Molly here. I'm the community manager at Founder and today we're going to be speaking to a couple who have gone through our Start and Scale course, Angus and Alana, and they have an amazing company of personalized affirmation cards. They're spreading so much positivity, which is what we need after this year, and I'm super excited to hear about their journey. So let's get into it. Hello, Angus and Alana. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me and talk about your e-commerce journey. I guess to begin, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about your business? Yeah, wonderful. Well, my name's Alana. And I'm Angus. And we run Grounded Minds, which is an affirmation cards business. Amazing. Nice and simple. I love it. So for people who might not know what affirmation cards are, do you want to go into a little bit more depth about that? I guess affirmations in the self are like positive words that we say to ourselves, hopefully daily, um, and ways to, to boost our self-esteem and our motivation to maybe give us some clarity um, and to just inject some positivity into our lives, which I think during the last 12 months, it's been a bit more difficult than usual. So I think we were really inspired to, to create these just from, from COVID and a little bit more of a spiritual journey that we've been on. Um, but yeah, affirmations are hopefully something that people practice every day. Definitely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's really great that you guys have put it in more of a tangible way that people can kind of just grab a card, read a positive statement and kind of like see it every morning. And I guess going back to your history, have you always had affirmation cards in your day-to-day life? Do you know what? I have never owned affirmation cards before creating them, which I think is kind of like the, um, the secret weapon to just creating something that is just not really inspired by anybody else. I was making these and Angus said, they're so cool, we need to print them. And I had no idea if I was allowed to have affirmation cards that had different backgrounds on them because usually when you get a deck of cards, they've all got one design on one side and then you kind of by chance choose one and then you see the words. And all of our cards have a different illustration on on one side and then the back of them has the words on it. So I actually didn't even know if that was legally allowed, um, but Angus encouraged me and said that, well, who cares, just give it a go. Um, and people have seemed to really connect with them, which is nice. That's it was definitely a funny, um, almost like an accidental creation, I suppose. I remember I was cooking a curry one night and then I was sort of just sketching on a notepad and she was showing, like, you know, flashing like flashcards. And I was like, it's really cool. They got better and better and better. And I suppose the idea just evolved and Alana was using her journal to journal down different thoughts and practicing gratitude every day during 2020. And then they just sort of evolved into the cards they are today. Yes, they took on their own life. I and they really have. sometimes feel like 
I don't even know how they were created. They just they just came to us. And the funniest thing is that we actually um, purchased Start and Scale before we came up with this concept for the product. Um, originally, which is not not funny, I guess. Some people might do this, but we were going to start a candle business. We were like, candles, we can do candles. That'll be great. Um, we just always wanted to do an e-commerce business. Yeah. And we bought all of the stuff to make candles. And then we spent a day making candles. And I was like, oh, this isn't as enjoyable as I had expected. They smelled really good. And they were great candles. It but was, there was a lot of man hours. It was just a lot of work and a lot of mess and it was just not what I had imagined. So now I actually make candles just for us and fun. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then I was like, well, what's our idea going to be? We don't even know. Now we've, we've purchased this course. What are we going to do? And then I guess that just naturally came to us and then Angus was like, well, maybe this is our product. I was like, oh, maybe it is. No, that's incredible. What a story. And I guess you did touch upon obviously it has been a hard year for all of us in the past, you know, couple of months. Um, so is that how you kind of discovered your love for journaling or have you always done journaling and practice gratitude? Always had a journal growing up, but I definitely lost connection with it when, you know, you get into your 20s and you feel like that's only something a teenage girl does. Um, but I'm pretty obsessed with like personal development and Angus and I listen to lots of podcasts and we're really inspired by so many people. And I think that um, that self-help industry is something that we love um, and we really connect with. And yeah, so I, but at the beginning of last year, I think it actually could have been before COVID, um, I started journaling. Um, I just said I need to get it into it. And I just, we have a really, um, really beautiful morning routine, which is a really big part of our day and how it sets us up because we also run a music school. So we've got lots going on. And, um, yeah, and then I just wanted to kind of add one more thing to my morning routine and that ended up being journaling. And one day I sat there and started reading it back and I thought, wow, like, these are some really cool words. Or I remember sharing one with my friend. I said, is this good? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I love that so much. And then well, maybe maybe these words are good too. And, um, yeah, I used to be a songwriter, so I've always had a fascination with writing words and poetry and so some of them are little poems and they rhyme and some of them are just like inspirational mantras and other ones are more focused on affirmation. So not specifically all affirmations that say I am great. They actually are a little bit deeper than that, um, which is cool because it contrasts the drawings, which are really fun. So hopefully it helps people maybe purchase something <laughs> and they go, this is really fun, this is really modern, and then they actually read it and go, oh, like this is actually making me question things about myself. Like why did I choose this card? Why is this relevant to me today? And usually you can dig deeper and ask yourself questions you might not have asked yourself. And then, um, yeah, you start to have that, yeah, that little bit of a deeper sense with yourself. I love that. And even before, you know, we were flicking through the cards ourselves and pulling them out of the deck, it's just like a fun experience as well, which I think is really great what you've created. And I guess talk me through how you thought of the designs. <laughs> That's a funny question. I think Alana started drawing them all and we got to about 21 cards and that's when we thought, all right, we should try and make something of it, like try and turn it into something. Um, and then I just pulled the number 42 out of the hat and it's my favourite number and that's how we got to 42 cards. So I suppose where did that... I, I think the designs, honestly, I just started doing one-line drawings and I was doing it for fun whilst in lockdown and mm. then I started painting them and they were all on the wall and like our whole house looked like an art gallery but it didn't matter um 
And then I thought, well, maybe I'll actually scan them in and colorize them on um, on Photoshop because I'm quite familiar with using like Illustrator and Photoshop. So I've had experience in that before. Um, my mum is a graphic designer and an artist. So I, I grew up with, with learning that, like kind of sitting next to the um, computer and learning from her. So, and we do all of our um, all of our own design for our music school. Um, so it's something that we are using constantly. Um, but yeah, as soon as I started colorizing them on the computer, I was like, oh, like these are coming to life now. Like that's what I, I kind of wanted. Um, and then I was like, maybe I'll make them into a card. And I, I actually don't know. It just couldn't happen. I, I was just, we're just sitting there for, for weeks on end and I was just kept churning them out and, that, and then I'd show Angus and he'd be like, nah, that one's not good. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and then, then i do another one. But some of the cards in there, like I look at them and go, oh, my God, that's one of the first drawings I feel like I've ever done. There's and a lot of OGs in there. Like, but cool, whatever. Like that you need to, I think one of the things that Greta said, which really stuck with us, which was like if you're not embarrassed by some of your first work that you put out there, then you haven't you haven't shown anybody fast enough. Um it's like you don't want to live your life and, and never um, share the songs that you've written or something like that. So it's just we just decided to jump in there and, and give it a go and everyone thought they were really cool. So, yeah. And I actually genuinely thought they were really cool. Like yeah. Angus organised, Angus did, I made them and then, I, and then he's kind of like taken them and, and had his own fun with the project. But when we actually got the first original deck, which like the box was a bit different and like we changed a lot of things from it, but we were so excited. Really. The, the video is quite funny, actually, of us unboxing it. And you look at it now, the font is about size three. Yeah. You can't even read anything on the box. And the printing is, you know, not that fantastic. It's quite funny. Yeah. With what we have now. Yeah, Angus did the, the box design. Um, he's got a background in engineering. And so all, he loved working out all of that. And then he's done all of our custom packaging now. Um but, yeah, when we initially did it on the screen, it looked great. We're like, oh, that looks really cool. It's really modern that everything's kind of small. But then when we got the package, we're like, oh, it's actually such a small box. We, yeah. we need to adjust it. So then we made some amendments. I forgot to use the actual size um, on Photoshop. And, yeah, you can zoom in a long way when it's a vector file. Yeah, we'll have to <laughs> send it to you. But we actually genuinely loved it. Like when we got it and we took a video and like I just sent it to some friends and they were all like oh my god I love this they're so cool um and yeah just I genuinely actually really liked it and I love when you can feel like that about something you've created because that's when you know because usually you're, you're your worst critic but I, I just felt like they were just something that needed to be shared yeah I, I love that and I do agree with you. I think they are something very unique and they are on trend at the same time like line drawings were really popular so that's I love how it's shown through a different way and kind of how your affirmations suit your nice little characters that you've created. And it just, it's very, very fluid with your idea. And I guess talking about Angus, you have an engineering background. Did you want to speak through the manufacturing process? Because I know that's a, what a lot of young entrepreneurs actually struggle with is finding a manufacturer and things like that. Yeah, of course. Well, when we first, when we finished the design, which was it was pretty grueling process, lining everything up, making it all centred and getting it all finished. And then we were just searching around for printers that were in Australia and we eventually found one, which was the correct print for we were actually looking for. And we got a couple, we got three samples made. I think we got, no, two samples. They were two samples. Yeah. Um, and then we, were, we arrived at what we actually wanted. Um, but I think it's important to find um, something you're really, really happy with quality-wise. Um, so don't settle. If you find something, I think Brenda was actually saying this in the course, definitely don't just settle for the first one. Get five or, you know, so line up a couple of manufacturers. Um, 
But with a bit of Googling, you can you can uncover some really good stuff locally as well. Yeah. Um, but it is just a, I suppose, a process. I think of, we felt safe going locally too. Yeah. Just to know yeah. that, like, it was close and we could talk to someone and, like, we'd never done this before. And so we, yeah, we've never done a product. We've barely been service-based with music school. So we wanted to, um, I suppose, um, inject X amount of capital in and, you know, buy, say, 500, I think it was 500 units we first initially purchased. And that was like the, um, if we can sell those, then, you know, we're on to something. Um, and we did. So that's when we thought, all right, we actually have, a, you know, an actual business here. We sort of, I've done a lot of um, business study and we sort of used the lean startup method mm-hmm. and just sort of shifted out there, started to get some feedback. And then that's when we started to go, all right, this is actually working. Let's um, start, to, start to grow it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing achievement that you've both done together, which is even more incredible. And you've mentioned how you have a music school as well. Are you finding that there's a hard balance between, I'm guessing, having that music school maybe full-time as well as starting and running your new baby business? It's, it, is, it is like it's a lot to juggle, but I find that we both have our different um, different parts of the businesses that we uh, like specialise in. I suppose my background in engineering and business is the back ends, the systems, the processes, all the boring stuff, which I find fun, um, like all the accounting, all the finance, figuring out how we're going to get from here to here, whereas Alana is more the culture, the the actual product on both sides and um, making sure that um, I suppose everything runs, yeah, runs well on the front end. So we both have, we're not, we're not stepping on each other's toes, so it works really well because I know a lot of people that work with their partners, like how, or not even work with their partners, like they go home, how do you work with your significant other? But our opinion is if you can't spend that much time with them, then what are you actually, what are you doing? Yeah, um, like I get to hang out with my best friend all day. Like that's pretty cool. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and that's not saying it's all rainbows and unicorns because holy crap, it's definitely not. But you get to build a life you love and that's the best. That's that's why you do anything, isn't it? I think a lot of people get caught up in a, a job they don't like or something they're doing where it's bringing them Every morning they wake up and they slide and they're going, why am I getting out of bed right now? And that's just not how you want to feel. That's another reason why you should use affirmation cards, actually. I think it's yeah. <laughs> a little cheeky plug there. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we do love both of our businesses and it's just a fun, yeah. Yeah, and, and Angus, because I'm, I'm probably like a little bit more hands-on with our music school um, and at the front end, which is quite demanding now that we're, back in person, which is amazing. Um, but, yeah, but now kind of Angus kind of runs Grandmines and I'll just keep doing the, like, the social media content and that stuff that he's doing, like the packaging, the sending things out, the, the back end um, things that no one really sees. So everyone probably just thinks that I'm a superwoman, but um, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure you are. I guess you did touch upon Instagram, Alana, and I have scoured your Instagram and I think it's great what you've done to be able to grow such a presence on there even before uh, you actually launched. Would you like to talk us about your social media strategies that you and Ground in Mind have created? Hey there, Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine. If you're enjoying From Zero to Founder, and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on 
all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. Yeah, so I think that this was something that was really nice to have our hand held through from the Stand Scale course um, because like we we love social media and um, it's something that we've had to use for all that we've created. Um, but yeah, trying to to work out the strategy, like do you have the, like do you show everyone the product and then do you release it or like what, what are we going to do? So we kind of built up hype um, through our personal pages and like we're going to release something. Everyone's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, kind of, I'm having a baby, <laughs> but it's a business baby. Um, and and then, yeah, so like the day that we launched, I think we went from like zero followers, maybe we got like, I don't know, 200 or something. Yeah, two or 300. Yeah, um, and we we made a pact together <laughs> that um, we didn't want to do like the follow-unfollow strategy, which people do. So we were like, let's just let it be really organic and trust in the process that it doesn't happen overnight, but it's going to be something that hopefully we build the goal is to build a community of people that have like similar mindset and and vision and they want to learn and they actually enjoy reading our posts. So we get, you know, the correct amount of engagement to the amount of followers we have, um, which has been a really good strategy. But um, one thing that that Greta had told us to do, which we definitely did, was we, we organised like a giveaway at the start and we we reached out to every single person that had some sort of influence in our life. Um, and luckily we're, we're quite connected in the music industry, so we had lots of people um, through music that were sharing it, which was cool. Um, and then we just had friends, like friends that were models who had pages and we just sent them out. And we... We were like, how do we make this special for them? Because one of the things that is really important for us is experience. So, like, when you walk into our music school, hopefully you're like, wow, this space is really inviting. I feel at home. It's really modern. I feel like I feel safe to share myself because singing is so vulnerable. Um, so, like, what do you do with a product? Like, how do you make people feel like this is um, really special and they get to experience this and no one else does? Um, and so in, initially we, we had um, like a, a packaging box, kind of like what books are delivered to you in, um, which we found was really good for protecting the product. And then we stamped every single one. And System Man over here was not about stamping anything. So that's why it, we led to doing custom packaging. Um, but, yeah, we decided to make little custom illustrations of every single person that we sent it out to. So they felt like we weren't just sending them a product and assuming that they would post it, we were actually putting a lot of effort into individualising every single person we sent it out to before we released. Um, And that led to every single person posting and sharing it um, on their stories. People even did posts for us, which is really, really nice. But we found that giving it a personal touch, and that would be my number one advice to sending out to, to anyone of influence, like put that little extra effort in, even if it takes you a day, and then it's actually worth sending a product out because that product still costs us money um, mm. and it's, you know, you want to make sure you're sending it to the right people. Um, but that really helped because it really got like, because all of the people in that circle were kind of all connected to a lot of people in our circle. We found that um, it must have looked like for some people that everyone had this. I want to have it and I want to support it. And they're launching someone part of the journey from the beginning. So that was um, really helpful for building our account at the start mm-hmm. and we when we actually launched the we had so many people on our website which was so exciting awesome. but 
I think only 20% of the people who purchased, we actually knew. So there was a massive amount of people that we had no idea who they were and they lived in all parts of Australia. We even had people ordering in Canada, um, had people from the States. Had lots of international orders. Had lots of international orders. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, with the Instagram has been our main focus. We've tried TikTok, but I, it's so hard to put my energy into into so many different platforms, I really struggle. And I was like, if I'm going to do something well, I'm going to do one of them really well and then we can kind of expand from there. Incredible. And I I completely agree with you because I think having that custom element and I went onto your website and had a little look around and I love that you even offer that as a service that people can ask for their own customization. And you even go into detail asking them to provide two photos, telling you a bit about themselves. Is that to help improve that experience even more, getting to actually know that person, not just getting a photo and jotting it down on a piece of paper? Oh, like I I don't think I can draw them how they are because I don't know them. Like I need to ask questions or like want to know you know what they're known for and then I love to involve that because I, I don't know if I explained but I do little custom portraits so they're um a5 um illustrations and I <laughs> I need an iPad I illustrate everything by hand um and it's all like it's all in one go so it's it's not like I I don't pencil it out I actually like have a marker and I do it in one shot um and it Sometimes I can get it wrong so many times. We're going to get an iPad soon. It'll happen. I don't want to waste any more paper. Um, but, yeah, the the illustrations, we now offer them on our website. And we did, like, last week or the week before, we did a Valentine's Day one, which was really cool. So couples sent in photos of themselves and then they told me about them as a couple and then I, I write, like, a little poem for them at the bottom of it. Um, so, yeah, I really customise it. But it's actually true what you're saying. We've got to know people who like our product in a way that, not many other people get to know. And it's interesting because we find that we actually are attracting really similar types of people, um, which I guess it's a bit of market research, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny when you start to realise there is a certain type of person. Obviously, when you go through the Start and Scale course, you um, create customer personas, but is that really the person who's going to buy your product? You're making an assumption, but then all of a sudden when you're in the real world, you go, actually... You know, Sophie, who likes dogs and love hearts and emojis and blah, 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 she's actually the person who buys your product. Um, and we have noticed that we're building yeah. that. But that is something we do, it is, I find, challenging at the start because you, you just assume and then often you're surprised at the people who, who do purchase. Like they, they might not actually be what you imagined at all. Mm. Yeah. No, I love that. And especially if one of your, like, guiding forces is creating that community, I think that's definitely a way to, to help even build your community a lot more faster than other brands because you are getting to know someone so personally. And I guess touching on how you had that Valentine's Day promotion, are you thinking about doing and expanding your range to be like birthdays and other special holidays? Yeah, definitely. Well, we've got them they're there all year round. So I think we had like two orders this week of people wanting um, custom illustrations. So I'll probably do like a bit of a post on Insta and try and get some more so I can stay busy over the weekend. Um, but no, we, we're going to keep it there because it's really, yeah. it's fun. And yeah, it's, it's something special that somebody keeps and they seem to like them. I often am like, are they good? Like, I don't even know. But but all, all, the, all the reviews that people gave them for like presents, they all love them. Yeah. And like, I draw yeah. people's dogs. That's my favorite. Like when they ask me to draw their dog or, or their cats or it's yeah. cute. 
No. And I'm sure it would mean a lot to your customers as well, actually having something that can be like, this is mine, having that personalization over that product as well would be huge. And I guess, you know, it's bringing it back to how you've grown so so rapidly. Did you want to walk me through like your pre-order phase that you both had? Yeah, so we had the competition, which we ran, and the competition was, um, obviously, there was a prize pack, um, which we contacted probably, we reached out to a couple of um, other smaller businesses, and we um, they all donated their um, Yeah, we had about price. $850. Yeah, about $850 worth was the prize, and we gathered, I think it was, was it maybe 500 emails or something? Um, we actually gathered emails first, didn't we? I'm trying to remember. So we did get a squeeze page gathering yes. emails, which we got about 500 emails from, and we did use Facebook ads to get those leads. Um, and we used Shopify as the website, um, but we we did struggle with the basic Shopify to make the squeeze page. Uh, um, That's right. Yeah. So we ended up going with a plugin called Shogun, which is I think it's 50 bucks, but. It was worth it. To be able to build it, it's almost like Squarespace. And if you've used Squarespace and you plug and play, it's a lot easier to build a landing page that you are yeah. you're happy with. Yeah. As opposed to just having the, you know, join up, you know, sign up there. Yeah. You can be, put a bit more about the benefits and features of the product. When yeah, you, you can have photos. Like the, the only ones that were actually provided for free were literally a page with an email box. And we needed people to actually see the product. So we knew that when they got their emails, they actually wanted it. Um, and they knew what it was and it really explained who we were. Like we made a video, Angus made a video of me. He just put the he put the camera up in like 15 minutes and I just started talking about it and then he edited it together and people seemed to connect with, really with seeing um, a video and personalising the product so they felt like they knew who I was and, and why I created the, the product. Yeah. And then when we launched, um, we used the email list to um, for some Facebook ads. Yeah, we, we sent it out first. That's right. We sent yeah, it out there first for pre-order on a Friday or a Thursday, and then Monday we opened to the general public. Yeah. And that really worked. I think it really helped. Yeah. We, really we would not have done that if we hadn't done the course. We mm-hmm. would have um, we would have probably just tumbled through it and figured out some of it, but it was a really that was a really beneficial part. Yeah, of it. and I think we got, I think we did it for maybe we could have done it for longer, but I think we collected about five hundred plus emails, um, mm. which was really good. So instantly we had a, a strong database of people, um, and then yeah, we kept emailing them. So we actually set up an email um, funnel so that when they got it, they got the first email. Then a few days later, they got another one, and then so depending when they signed up, they kind of were on a little bit of an email funnel so that we stayed relevant in um, for them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, not annoying. Um, and then we kept letting them know this is the date that they go on sale. We have limited stock. Um, you know, make sure that you get in there fast. And then so we set a time and really made them aware of it. And then when we went officially live, um, we had a password on the website. So only people in the email database had the password and they could access the website, which was um, really good because it made them feel special. And they're like, oh, well, I'm going to be the first to get this. Definitely. No, I I love that idea. And I think having a pre-launch is also something you can get excited for. It's a countdown um, that you can both share together. And I guess, how was the feeling of seeing that first Shopify order come through? It was really funny. We had the laptop sitting on on the couch and the laptop was sitting on the coffee table. And we like pressed live and all of a sudden it just started populating all the people on the website. And it was <laughs> I couldn't it just jaw drunk, couldn't believe what was going on. Yeah, because there was we're like, where is that person? Because you can see where they are on the map. 
what is going on here? So that yeah, was, was a really someone's in Western Australia. Like someone's over here. Like we had people, um, like in, interstate, international. Mm. It was really cool. Like just you, seeing that light up. When you do hear that first Shopify ching, all the Shopify people out there will understand. That, that dopamine here, it will get to you. You've got, got to turn that thing off after a while, and you're going to get addicted to yeah, the sound. Yeah, and stop looking at the sound. Especially when it's just like a double coming through. Oh, it's quite funny. Yeah, it was really cool. It's Shopify and ching. That's it. No, that's like a common a common theme, I think. Hearing that little ching is is definitely, like you said, a good dopamine hit. But I guess from, you know, having your pre-launch, what was the next decision after that? You opened it up without a password. How did, you know, your official open launch go? Yeah, so the first week we did, um, well, the first couple of weeks we did really, really well. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of traffic to the website. And then we sort of started to think, all right, how are we going to, what, what sort of strategy are we going to use to continue this? So we started sending the um, packages out to influencers and we also started running some Facebook ads. So we had, I set up a little bit of a funnel. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but it was working. Um, And now we're at the stage where we're sort of figuring out how we can scale that as well, which we did another another course from Founder, the Facebook course with um, with Nick, which was awesome. Um, So, yeah, we we started doing influencer marketing, a lot of Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. and just using that organic... um, Alana is the, the content creator, I suppose, but just creating content that people resonate with and it actually provides them with value. So they pick up their phone, look at it and go, that is actually what I needed today. Not just putting out stuff, putting out things that actually benefit people. Yeah. And you, Angus was testing that too. Um, and you were actually, you probably produce more of like the ad content, whereas I'm producing like just the day-to-day content. Yeah. Yeah, for the, for the page. Um, de- yeah, definitely... Um, Looking at what is working and what is not working is really important. I think Prayer did touch on that. Always reiterating and figuring out what your audience want, um, what, what they want to see is really important. Otherwise, you're just going to be, you have to, you're just throwing something on, you know, if it doesn't stick, you just do it again, do it again. If you're not learning, well, you've got a bit of a problem in business. So you've got to continue to figure out what's working and what's not and then stop doing those things and just keep on, um, keep on building. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And touching upon, you've, you've mentioned your ads, which we'll get into, but also your influencer side and your influencer strategy. What were your tactics behind that? Did you reach out to, besides people you know, how did you find people that resonated with your brand and how successful was that? Yeah. So we just sit on web browser on our computer and you can see how much engagement people get, which is really helpful because if someone has 14,000 followers and they get 100 likes or 50 likes, and you kind of know that that's not a genuinely engaged audience. Um, but really, we've just been, you find that once you have one influencer in one pocket, there's like all of that, they're kind of influencer friends. And so we've liked actually choosing like one that we're like, this really connects with us um, and then kind of sending it out to all of their friends too. So it's like this little bubble because usually everyone who follows the one influencer follows their friend's influencer. So then all of a sudden it looks like your product's everywhere. Um, and interestingly, like we've just kind of happened to, to find like um, like a, maybe a bit of a niche in positivity, fitness, um, health. Like we've sent out a few to those sort of influencers, which tend to be, I don't know why, maybe we've just found a circle, but a lot of them in Brisbane and we've made so many sales mm. to people um, like on the Sunshine Coast or, yeah, so we've that's been quite random, hasn't it? It has been um, a lot. But we've, we've had people we've sent it to and it hasn't really worked. Um, and that's okay. That's just part of the that's part of the journey. Um, but then we've had some people who we've reached out to who we didn't think would say yes, who have massive um, followings, 
and they've said yes and that's really cool so sometimes you just got to try um try for the big ones as well as like some of the <clears throat> niche ones and um and see what happens but yeah we had one influencer who actually like instantly was selling us um products which was really really good yeah. wow yeah. In- incredible if you had on the brands is important just yeah. just give it a go there's no there's no harm in just having yeah. a crack and also our product's so good because it's so shareable so um we find that you know people just want to share oh I got this card today and like they'll put it on their story and then we'll reshare that um but influencers can have so much fun with it because we've asked people to do an affirmation a day for a week um and it feels quite organic on their page and like they'll show it and um and every day will be something different and yeah it's quite easy to to make content with so I think that um, yeah, influencers have been having fun with them, which is what we want. And we just actually want people who genuinely use them. So, like, we've actually made like new friends through starting this business as well. I haven't met many of them, but kind of, yeah, you've just got all of these people on this page that yeah, you talk to, and I'll see that they add ads, um, add to their story. Not it's not paid, it's not anything. It's just because they genuinely have connected with us and they like the product, which is really really nice. I love that. And it's, it's a, such an interesting story because having that shareability would make it so much more organic, which I'm sure it ends up being the way where they're like, forget that they're even being an influencer for your product because it's just so genuine to them. And I guess, you know, you've touched upon influencers as well as like user generated content and going back to your ads. Is that the type of content that you were using in your, in your funnels and your advertising through Facebook? Yeah, so the very first um, like top of the funnel ad I was using was just sort of a um, this is the product and then I was retargeting them with a review. So we were using looks and still are using looks, L-O-O-X, which um, we've, been, we've found is really, really beneficial. Mm-hmm. So we've been using those, obviously asking them if we're allowed to use them and we've been using those as ads um, and they definitely get a decent return. The return on ad spend is quite good and then if they don't, then we will hit them with a, a discount of 10% um, if they are really hot at the end of the funnel. And that's basically and what I have. Yeah, you, know. you, you actually probably found that some of the the content we've made, like the more highly professional ones, like because we've got, you know, cameras and I've got our setup and mm. lighting, but sometimes like the iPhone video of the product actually works a lot better. Yeah. Mm. We are going through that phase now of um, figuring out what makes a good ad. So, you know, the hook at the start, how it's helped them, how it's benefited you know, them in their life, some benefits, features, and finishing off with a call to action. That structure there, figuring out how to do that authentically um, is really, really, um, I suppose, it's a game changer for your yeah. advertising. And noticing what other brands do that you like because sometimes you don't realise you actually like being sold to. And mm. that's something that we've struggled with because we don't want to come across too Sally because really our product is there to make people feel good genuinely, um, you know, and even though, yes, we could make money from it, it could be a business, like it's actually just a, a passion project at the moment and it's something we love. Um, but we're kind of overcoming that stage now thinking, well, how do we strategically make it more like salesy, um, mm. which yeah, it can be really hard at the start because you just want people to look at it and know what it is and go, that's really nice. But, um, yeah, there's a few brands we looked at and felt like it was quite inspiring that actually I've, I love their page because they're selling me on it. Like I want to be sold. That's why I'm here. Yeah, you actually yeah, you do want to be sold. Sometimes yeah. if, you're looking for, if you're looking for um, a phone case that snaps onto your handlebars on your bike, if that pops up, you're going to be like, oh, I needed that. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, world, for, you know, chasing around the internet. Um, I was going to say something there. I thought it was. About liking the sales. That's right. 
going on to a, um, a company that is doing um, really, really well, that is in your niche, and going on your phone and going into the page transparency tab on their Facebook and then looking at what they're currently doing is a really great way of figuring out what sort of content you should be creating in your niche. So, like, um, yeah, and that really, really helps. Yeah. I found that really great. That's a good one. That's a good tip. A little cheeky tip there. No, great tip. I love that tip. I think it's really useful and I'm sure a lot of people listening might be in the same situation as you where they've come out of the other end of last year and just thinking, I want to do something I'm passionate about and I'm sure listening, they'll be very inspired. But I guess working towards wrapping up, where would you say your business is at now and how how is it performing? It's good. It's at a level where we are, like we're pretty stoked that we even um, started the business during the pandemic. So I suppose we're at the stage now where we are, Number one, we're still loving it. We're still really enjoying it. And that is number one. If you're starting to dread it, probably just stop, just drop the ball and don't continue. But we're at the stage where we want to start growing it and start you know, investing a bit more money um, in ourselves and in you know, advertising and so on and making it something where it actually has a, a decent reach. And I, I, we really believe that we actually can do that. Yeah. So and we've been approached by a couple of people. We have like a couple of um, collaborations which are really excited about new products. Yeah. And just continuing to just have fun with it, I suppose, is the main thing. Yeah, just have mm. fun. Yeah. That's the mission. I think that when you make something out of the need to to make money or for it to be a certain thing, all of the expectations and have all of these outcomes, then we can get really, really caught up and then we lose our, our mission and our why. And so the we, we don't need to do this. We're just doing it for the joy of it and that actually is enough and hopefully people feel that when when they're purchasing a product from us um, because yeah that's that's definitely the mission so mm-hmm. spreading that joy I love that and I guess finishing off if there was another entrepreneur listening to this right now and they were in the same position maybe where you were a year ago what is the the best key advice that you can probably provide to them my number one tip would be invest in yourself read, 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 listen to podcasts, keep an eye on things that are happening in the world and problems that you can solve. And um, if it's something you're passionate about, plus it is an up and coming thing that needs to be fixed, go and have a crack. But there is the worst thing is waking up when you're 70 and going, ah, oh, why did I not do that idea? Or why am I sitting here with regrets? There's no, there's no, and that sounds so cliche, but it's actually true. And every single person on the family podcast as in not this one, but, you know, as in Nathan's podcast, everyone says that. I just didn't want to wake up and go, damn, I missed so many opportunities and here I am regretting it. I lost, I missed 30 years where I could be doing something I love. Yeah. So just invest in yourself and do things that bring you joy. Sure. Mine would be to jump in before you think you're ready because the net will appear. Um, and you'll you'll work it out. So if you feel like you, you're not financially ready, like we weren't financially ready, our, our business had, you know, taken a bit of a fall from COVID. But like you just have to you just have to jump in and don't tell anyone until you're already well on your way because everybody's opinions just block you from from the next stage. So I just just do things in silence and watch as everyone applauds you later. No, beautiful, beautiful advice. And I think I just want to thank you again for spending the time with me to talk about your business and your journey and also spreading so much positivity with your business as well. And um, yeah, thank you again. And I'm very excited to see what new products you'll bring out and where you guys will go in the coming years. Oh, thank you. Thanks, thanks, very much. thanks for inspiring us and being part of the journey. Love thank it. you. 
Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want access to the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com slash e-commerce training or follow the link in the show notes.